Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to Flex Cortex. Today we're going to be talking about the wonderful journey into cutting. Intermediate to advanced athletes will sometimes transition into a type of diet and training cycle where they vary between gaining weight to improve muscle gains and cutting to lower body fat for competitions or if you want that beach body. So that leads us to you, Bryce. You are doing a cut right now. Is that correct? I am. Yeah, that started on Monday. How's it been going so far for you? Um, honestly, it's been really good. I actually hired a nutritionist. So before, I wasn't really tracking any of my calories. I um, wasn't really tracking macros. So it's nice to have somebody that I can talk to about my food um, that I can check in with. And again, like again, a bit of an accountability thing too, right? Oh, 100%. Just to have that person there to kind of help you know it takes out some of the process of like having to think about the macros yourself and like then kind of an accountability partner too right yeah and i'm also going to her for her expertise right like i obviously have some stuff that i can learn when it comes to macros and nutrition i mean we cover a little bit in school but we don't cover enough that i would feel confident programming for myself or making a meal plan for somebody else so yeah exactly and that's like we, we talked about it before in other episodes, especially with Ian. Um, you know, it's just about knowing uh, when to refer out and to, like, you know, use other people's expertise. A nutritionist is going to have, shockingly, more nutrition knowledge than, you know, uh, either of us could have on our, on our own. So Exactly, yeah. But I think the biggest thing was it's made me realize how much food I could actually be eating in a day. But then I think it also made me realize that I was under-eating. So uh, that was one thing that I spoke with her already about, that if it was busy at work, I would easily miss a meal. Um, For example, like if I had three or four clients back to back to back, then I would miss a meal sometimes. So uh, I think going forward, having gaps between clients um, and then just trying to, if I can, obviously have larger meals before I even go to work. Yeah, that's very, very, very fair. Like, so when you're saying you're like, you weren't eating enough and now you're going to actually like be able to eat more. Like how many calories are you talking? So for my high days right now, so we're actually doing high and low days. Um, this is something that I haven't really ever done before. So it'll be interesting to see how my body responds on my high days right now. I'm having 36, 11. So, um, protein with that being around 201 grams, uh, carbs being 497 and fat being 91. And then all my low days. So on days that I'm not training, uh, I'm having 3410, protein being 227 grams, carbs being 396, and fats being 102. Okay, not too bad. It's still I, quite uh, a bit of food, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Uh, let, let's just say you can't just do uh, pure salads to uh, get to that, those calories unless you're using a lot of dressing. Yeah, I've definitely been trying to find uh, nutrient dense foods to help with the satiety factor um also just like trying to find healthier alternatives with foods that are higher in calories so like lately 
nuts and Greek yogurt and stuff have kind of been a bit of a godsend just because it's hard to sometimes even get all the calories in, but it's important for performance and for uh, recovery. Very true. What's kind of your main protein right now? Uh, main protein right now is I'm having steak. Um, I'm also having chicken thighs. Um, I might need to get into some leaner meats uh, once I get a little bit leaner. So like once we actually get further into the cut, um, I already spoke about that with Jeanette. So we'll actually have to probably get me onto some leaner protein at that time. But right now, steak and uh, chicken thighs are pretty good. Yeah, that's a, a pretty tasty staple. I uh, enjoy myself some steak and chicken thighs. Yeah, I've been having this like rice bowl with steak and uh, some sautéed spinach. Okay, and that so- sounds pretty good, actually. And some sweet with heat. Yeah, it's good stuff. I actually... Um, detail it in my recent youtube video so oh cool uh where where can people find that uh it's just my name so bryce MacArthur, and uh, i just post training footage um right now it's going to be detailing my whole cut so i'll be doing a video every week on there and they can kind of keep in the loop and stay up to date with how i'm doing and how i'm progressing and uh, i thought it was a cool way to engage with people as well it's pretty cool actually yeah, I, uh, I will make sure to check that video out afterwards. Appreciate that. Yeah, when you talk about like the leaner meats, um, I'm guessing that's meaning like, uh, you know, not necessarily turkey, but turkey could be one of them. Some fish, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Hey. Yeah, probably turkey, um, chicken breast, probably some some kinds of fish as well, right? Um, again, like you said, like leaner sources of protein, quote unquote, ones with just less fat on them. Yeah, I mean, I love myself some red meats, but uh, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the science is still pretty clear on that red meat should be limited relative to, you know, your other types of proteins. And even like any animal protein should be not your necessarily a main source of your calories. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you, you can only do so much. And I do love myself some chicken handsome steak so yeah i think it's good to have a a well-balanced diet right i mean um you can obviously get iron from other sources but red meat is a a great way to get your iron in so you can also have like leaner cuts of beef as well or you can have like ground beef so if you don't want to have like steak you don't have to right i know but who who wouldn't want steak other than it's true it's true I, I mean, there's plenty of vegetarians who probably disagree with this, but <laughs> I, if you, if you do not currently, uh, follow like a vegetarian or vegan, uh, lifestyle, then you probably, you probably enjoy a good steak. A good steak every as now and then. As long as it's cooked sure. right. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. So have you noticed, like, I know you just got into it on Monday, so it hasn't been that long, but like, how, how has your performance and like energy been for, uh, the last little bit? So honestly, performance has been good. Uh, this whole week was a bit of a transition week. So I talked to my coach um, and we're going to be getting into a bit of like a power building block. So for those of you that don't know, it's going to be more of like a hypertrophy focus block. So again, kind of focusing more on increasing overall size um, and then having obviously some compound movements, but the compound movements aren't going to be like the biggest focus anymore. Um, apart from like the deadlift per se, cause I'm going to be testing my deadlift in like seven weeks. Um, but okay. like I mentioned before though, with being more aware of how much I'm eating and when I'm eating, 
I do actually think that the nutrition itself is obviously helping, making me more aware of my intake. So I actually have seen an improvement in performance. Um, I haven't really seen any kind of diminishing uh, regards of like pro- of progress or anything yet. Um, but I mean, again, it all depends on your nutrition timing and all of your food and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, you're still pretty young into the cut, so there oh, might yeah. be some performance losses. But hmm. you know, I I don't think it's ever as dramatic as some people make it out to seem in terms of unless you're doing a super dramatic cut, right? Yeah, it's 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 all about sustainability, right? So you have to find a cut that works for you. And again, it's it's more about finding. Uh, like a lifestyle that works for you. Like instead of finding, saying like a diet per se, I don't really like the term diet. Um, it's more about finding a meal plan that works for you just because life happens and you want to find something that can complement your life and not be finding something that limits your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Something mm-hmm. that you can actually integrate and really, you know, enjoy and actually continue on with after you're, you've met your, you know, certain goal. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, obviously sports that require you to get onto a more strict meal plan like let's say you're a bodybuilder uh let's say you're playing a professional sport that isn't powerlifting um obviously you might have to be on like a stricter meal plan than some other ones but uh, you can obviously develop like unhealthy relationships with food so it's important to make sure that again you're allowing yourself to have some treats obviously talking about that with your coach or whatever um, but like, for example, like if you go on vacation, you don't want it to completely derail you, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's what's super important about, you know, especially like fad diets is that, uh, when it's too restrictive and it limits, you know, your options to potentially, especially socially eat, because we are very social creatures when it comes to eating habits and different foods, 100%, you, yeah. you have to, you know, have that wiggle room to be able to like eat and that's why you probably if you're like eating steaks regularly and chicken and all that you probably shouldn't go straight vegan because it's going to be really disruptive to your you know lifestyle as it currently is totally yeah and like i mean everybody has their reasons to go vegan or go vegetarian right um personally i would i don't really have any issue with not being vegan or vegetarian but um there are lots of obviously alternatives that can help you get to your nutrient goals and it's important to get like regular blood work done and whatnot as well right so i uh 100 yeah that's definitely I, uh, recommended I, I do love myself a, a good impossible burger i know some people don't really uh like it too much but personally i'm a fan impossible burger yeah where's that uh it's it's just like a yeah it's like a i don't know if it's technically vegan but i think so um, oh. it's like a alternative meat basically that kind oh. of tastes a little bit more meaty okay okay is that the one from uh NW? no no uh, i think i think NW might have the impossible burger inside of that they're like the uh, beyond meat burger yeah that's what i'm thinking about okay okay yeah but they're pretty good yeah i i mean like NW is not my favorite for like their their regular burgers are awesome uh i'm not a huge fan of their um I think they use Beyond Meat, but I'm not sure. Um, with some other places that are using the Impossible, I find that they're actually pretty good and um, pretty pretty similar to, you know, the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think it's really cool that there's a lot of alternatives for people now and that it's opened yeah. it up for sure, right? 
Oh, 100%. And it's uh, it's only getting more and more accessible. Um, different foods are going like giving you know vegan or vegetarian options. Totally, yeah. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about with you for the training performance was you know what was your workout schedule before when you were kind of just doing maintenance and you know mostly powerlifting to this transition into more uh, performance based and you know during the cut. Okay, so before um, I was definitely doing more more powerlifting based training. Um, that was more like four days a week. Um, we're not really doing a ton of conditioning apart from that. The only real conditioning I was kind of getting was just from training itself. Um, so obviously going into this cut, um, we're taking a little bit of a different approach. My training itself is going to be quite a bit different. I um, have like three days through the week where I'm doing like some anaerobic training. So um, right now it's like like a sprint style um, and then obviously I'm trying to aim to hit about 8,000 steps a day so trying to stay pretty active and um, keeping my metabolism high obviously and my uh, thermogenesis levels high as well just to like, make sure that I'm obviously burning those fat stores um, and then also just seeing if I can add little bits of cardio to keep the fat loss going without having to decrease the calories too fast um, but with my performance now, I mean, I'm mainly transitioning from powerlifting and I'm more going for, um, performance and more going for like functionality and more going for, I'm um, just moving better in general. Um, doing a lot of the prescript courses has opened up my eyes and made me realize that I want to move better. Um, I don't really, I wasn't really performing well when it came to like single leg movements or like unilateral movements, but I was good when it came to like bilateral movements. So I I'm taking that as a sign that I need to work on my unilateral performance. So again, just trying to work on becoming more athletic overall, um, moving better and considering like the three planes of movement. Right. So, um, obviously a lot of pilot movements are all like sagittal plane, but I want to get better in moving like uh, frontal, so like left to right, and I want to get better in moving like transverse, so any kind of like twisting motions, um, just so I can be better at resisting force and a better athlete overall, or a better individual overall, I should say. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, you know, it is it is great. Like squats are foundational, um, so are you know your bench press, your overhead press, mm-hmm. all these things are like super essential to you know, building a good physique and compound movements are excellent for that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, these movements don't actually occur that often in real life in terms of, yeah, you squat all the time, you uh, bench press in different ways or do a yeah. chest press. Those sorts of things happen all the time, but it's usually in conjunction. Like usually you're not going to be in that perfect form no. uh, format. So yeah. you have yeah. to be able to, bend and twist in some weird ways sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, without that's getting where, injured. That's where people usually get hurt, right? Is when it comes, it's, it's never usually in the gym. It's always when you're bending over to pick something up or you're twisting to grab a bag of groceries or something. It's always like outside of the gym. So that's usually when all the injuries actually happen, right? Oh, 100%. Because, you know, you, most people when they're in the gym will only mess up form like once before they kind of learn because you get injured pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah then you associate that with that injury right yeah exactly whereas you know because throwing out your back when you're deadlifting like that's gonna be hitting home with you but when you're actually 
just picking up groceries and you kind of bend a funny way and then you have back pain you know it's you don't really associate it in the same way so it's really important to have that functionality so you can help minimize the risk of those injuries yeah yeah i uh obviously powerlifting was great it was fun i met a lot of great people in it it was fun to be a part of the community and be in the sport for a bit um but my goals have just changed uh so I've just become more business orientated. I've become more focused on building my brand, um, working with, you know, obviously my online and my in-person clients, um, being a better coach. And I just want to move better and feel better. So that's kind of the way that I'm going with things right now. And I'm excited for the new challenge. Then I think it'll be good. So when you kind of finish with your, you know, not to pinpoint it exactly, but like kind of more functional-esque build mm-hmm. um would you ever go back to powerlifting after you kind of get that functional movement in i'm not sure i mean there's a a lot of other sports i can play with um i kind of want to see how this how this block goes i mean the cut itself is probably planning to be about 16 to 20 weeks so four to five months uh right now i'm currently at like 221 so I want to be down to about 195 well I was 221 at the start of the cut I believe I weighed in at like one or sorry 218 about uh two days ago check-ins are usually Friday um so again that one pound to one and a half pounds per week um but I'm not I'm not really sure honestly I mean we'll see how the cut itself goes I want to test my deadlift in about seven weeks so I want to see where where my strength is at for that one uh, so we're programming heavily for testing my pull. Um, but apart from that, I pretty much just told my coach to stress my body and give me some new stuff. So it'll be fun. So uh, you, you kind of commented on how you want to do different sports potentially. Mm-hmm. Would uh, marathons or triathlons ever be uh, in the cards for you? That's a no bueno. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's not for everyone. Uh, that is for sure. I personally, it's not even for me. I want oh, yeah. I want to do a marathon one day, mm-hmm. uh, so I can promptly check it off my bucket list and never run a marathon again. That would be, uh, you might be you might be doing that solo. You might be doing All that right. solo. You know what? We should uh, make it part of the uh, Flex Cortex podcast challenge. So, you know, uh, you have to do it. We're not. <laughs> we're not doing that fair enough all right i'm, I'm gonna like, bug like, you again in like six months yeah you're like hey how do you feel about a marathon yeah I, I just uh i think a marathon or half marathon is a great goal to push towards for a lot of athletes um personally i just don't really think it's ever been my kind of thing um when it comes to other sports i've considered like bodybuilding um or there's like olympic weightlifting there's a lot of things that I think would just take me out of my element and be like a good shock for me. And I was, I kind of want to be like a beginner in something else again. I just want that, uh, that change in that challenge. So. Fair. Have you ever considered CrossFit? Uh, I'd probably go more like the Olympic weightlifting route first. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, Olympic weightlifting, you can do some really cool movements that are uh, really building on that almost explosive power to you. I, uh, it's funny. I tried doing like a clean to press. I uh, must've been like maybe a year ago and it just turned into like 
a row into an upright row into an overhead press. So it just shows like <laughs> that I uh, I just turn it into like into three exercises when it's supposed to be just one, right? So yeah, it was like watching a giraffe walk across ice. Yeah, you know what though? I mean, it's a it's a it's a deceivingly simple, complex exercise, if that makes sense. Like, it's so complex, yeah. Yeah, like it, it seems like it's going to be easy, but there's actually so many moving parts, especially because like. You know, you're a person who's very conscious about form, so you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're going through the movements methodically, but that kind of means breaking it up so that you can safely do it. Well, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. it's one solid flow, right? Yeah, and like if I if I ended up going the Olympic weightlifting route, I would definitely hire a coach, um, like an Olympic lifting coach, and have them help me with that just because again i i know the benefit of having a coach i know the benefit of having guidance i wouldn't try to just wing it myself that'd be a good way to get hurt for sure yeah very fair (laughs) yeah so so one of the other things i wanted to talk about because we did uh one of our very first episodes actually was all about a fat loss loss program and starting a fat loss program Mm -hmm. so how is this cut different than like a regular fat loss program Um, so when it comes to cutting or when it comes to fat loss, um, it depends on obviously the individual depends on the training age of the individual depends on their history and it depends on their starting point. So for me personally, like I'm just trying to cut weight pretty gradually. Um, my biggest thing is I'm trying to keep my performance high. Um, I'm trying to make sure that I'm still performing well, that I'm still maintaining a lot of strength. And again, like I even told my nutritionist, Jeanette, that I'm in no rush. Um, Whereas somebody that's more so doing like a fat loss program, I would probably have them doing like a different style of training, probably more like uh, tri-set or like circuit-based, just focusing again on like training different energy systems. Fair. Yeah, I... uh... I, I've seen the circuit program you made for me, and uh, it's uh, it burns calories. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, again, it just depends on exercise order, exercise selection, rest times, and um, obviously nutrition and like t- nutrition timing and stuff. But it does just depend on. I'd say, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing. Very fair. I think that was kind of the general gist. I was hoping to get is there anything else you'd like to add about the cut and what it means to you uh honestly i'm excited to get into something different i'm excited to see how my body changes and progresses week to week Uh, that's why i thought it'd be a great idea to do the youtube channel um and kind of bring you guys along show you guys my actual starting point and mainly just show you that instagram's a highlight reel um people are going to be showing you what they want to show you on instagram uh, so I'm just trying to keep it real with you guys, keep it realistic and keep it honest. I'm showing you guys my true starting point and how much, honestly, like lighting angles and pump can do. So I, again, wanted to just put up a realistic physique update. And um, I'm excited to do something out of my comfort zone. And we'll uh, we'll jump into it and see how it goes. Awesome. So if you want to go check that out, go to YouTube. Uh, just search up Bryce MacArthur. We'll also have a link in uh, the description and on our socials. 
Um, I don't know if people still use socials, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go with it. I, I um, think people still use socials. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm still hip with the kids, I swear. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, he just posted the video today. Yeah, first and, video's up uh, today. Speaking of lighting, uh, your arms uh, were looking particularly jacked uh, in that video. I appreciate that. It's just, I swear, just lighting and angles. That's all it is. Yep. It's uh, smoke and mirrors, but also a lot of hard work and, you know, how many years of training? Uh, I think it's been eight. Yeah, eight years of training. So. Yeah. I think the most I've ever taken off was like a month. Goodness gracious. Yeah, same, same. I think <laughs> I think the month I took off was because of, uh, I think it was bronchitis. Bronchitis? It's fair. Bronchitis yeah. could knock you on your butt pretty bad. Yeah, I think it was just a matter of like, I couldn't really, I couldn't really even train. I think I wanted to, obviously, but I just couldn't train. Yeah, no, you can you can't even breathe. So no. it's not something that uh, I personally would want to rush to. Also, I can't breathe. Let's try to do some bicep curls. Let's get it in. <laughs> exactly, get them curls in. Priority number one. That's it. That's the play. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Or you will hear us again. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys.